coming at you from Scratch and Wolf Studio. It's that time again to rage across the internet. Your very favorite Werewolf the Apocalypse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Porter. Sitting across from me, the man, the, no, no, just the man, Mr. Daniel Tyson. Hey, everybody. And once again, subbing in for Tommy Dixon, still on assignment, perhaps lost in the woods somewhere. We, we have the, the mistress from the great white north, Miss Melissa. Melissa, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? We are, uh, we're doing all right. Yeah. Is that right, Danny? Yeah. Moose of the loose, Melissa. Welcome back. Moose Lissa. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to be back, actually. It's, it's weird that you've been on the show so long. You, you know, you've been, you've been part of the community uh, pretty much from Jump Street. Like so long that I can't pinpoint when and I just think the beginning. It's close enough. <laughs> I agree. I mean, if it, if it hasn't been since day one, you get credit for day one, Mel. But <laughs> yeah, I think I stumbled upon your podcast uh, about four episodes in. So there you go, week and three. So for us, it's day one because those five all happened in one day. There you go. Might as well be right. <laughs> but yeah, so you've yeah. been here since the beginning, and we don't have a full official name for you yet. That's weird, and we have to fix that. Well, I thought it was Melissa. We we did do Melissa for a while, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) At least that's what I thought it was. Melissa Christine? I I don't know. We'll figure it out. I mean, we're still workshopping them. We clearly have put a lot of thought into this. (laughs) Oh, God. So we're going to workshop some stuff. Maybe by the end of the episode, we'll have something. Uh, maybe, Maybe during the actual play. Something will. Oh, who knows? Probably. I think by then. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. Figure out something more official. That would be amazing. Everybody's fucking Chris. That's Every- all. Well, no, I think everyone is. Well, I guess if everyone is Chris, then everyone is fucking Chris. So I guess that's true. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Oh God, Christine does not mix with Melissa. No, it does not. We we have to call you MC at that point, and then. Oh God, no, 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 no! I kind of like it. I kind of think we figured it out. M- MC, MC, MC Moose. MC. I, <laughs> I mean, the Moose that was on you. You brought that up last time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was yes. you. Moose on the loose. So you're like that's on you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm riffing <laughs> no, with what you gave me. Full responsibility for that. Oh, good to have you back. Oh boy, <laughs> I it's love good re- to be back. I love recording day. And hey, for a little context, this is both Fourth uh, of July and Canada Day weekend. It is. Yeah, we got a backlog. Just throwing. No, it out no, there everyone people. knows we have a backlog. Yeah, now by now, yeah, they know we have a backlog. But I don't know when this one's getting aired. I mean, July. Close enough, I guess. It's yeah. Two weeks. Probably, Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, then happy Canada Day and happy Happy Canada Dry and Fourth of July. Well done. Thank you. I made a, <laughs> made a little made a little run. Well done. Yeah, we did it. Did. We also You're just got off a movie night. And you don't know it. Oh, no. <laughs> so. But yes, we did. But yes, happy 4th of July. I hope you have a good and safe one. I hope your Canada Day was full of ice skating and sled dogs and hockey. It was hey. a little warm, but uh, yeah, it was good. We also just came off movie night. Yes. I think that's one of my favorite things we do. 
was a yes. fun time. It was a fun time. I was movie night with you, Melissa. I loved it. The women were stupid, men were horrible, and yeah, the so scripts were terrible. We're talking about movie night, not the world in general. <laughs> it was That's great. Something I Daniel always Tyson have said. a great time at movie night. It's it's yeah, it's well worth the money. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's something that's something that's now well, we can spare that this time. Yeah, we'll spare it. We'll, we'll spare it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's but, fine. Uh, a fun monthly event we do. Yes, and it is lots of fun. It's good to get everyone together watching. It's, it's one of those movies, yeah. just the camaraderie. It's a fun time. It's just one of those rewards we give back to the backers and, you who know, do donate. Right, and we'll spare the shit this time. Uh, however, there is some news to bring up. Okay. As we have been talking lately about the closing of the store. So we have a date on that. Oh, we do have a date. It's time to share. Okay. You know, I am looking at my calendar and uh, the store is going to close at the end of the month. The end. July 31st is the last day. I might be taking it down on that day. So look at the 30th and go, if you have anything that you want to do with the store, get it in by the 30th. Okay. Yeah, we'll say the 30th. That gives you that extra That's day Saturday. if people do order something, that they can get that one shipped out by then at least. Yeah, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to wait for Monday on the 31st to the 1st, that transition to, like, that's... Ugh. Yeah, that's going well, to throw us off. You know, yeah, because, you know, your time zones and this shit, and, you know, hey, well, I, well like, look. Right, we're, we're giving you the day. There it yeah, is. It will be closed on the 31st. Yes. Get your shit in by the 30th. Which sucks. But yeah, like again, we we hate to do it, but I would rather close the store than, you know. Mm-hmm. No, so get in on the Discord because we do have a ten percent discount code. That's true. Any discount, any Discord members get that code. Just ask us for it, or it's in the pinned comments. Either one. Yep, either one. And you know, it's not to say that at some point we won't bring little promotions back here or there or something. You know, maybe the coffee cup. I don't know. We don't know what the future is. I just know that right now, right it, now. it does not make sense to me. It, it doesn't feel right. So, but there that is. We said we'd let you know when there's a date. There's the date. There we go. Yeah. We got it. Sucks, but. Yep. Mel, are you doing anything before the store closes? Um, I've been eyeing a couple things. And if people want to buy me things for my birthday, which is August 1st, um, by all means, <laughs> I can give a wish, wish list. I mean, <laughs> that was brilliant. I, I got to give it up. You know? <laughs> that was that was great. You've learned well, right? I hang around with you guys too much. Man, shameless self promotion. Damn! Was, wow, work of art, work of art, girl. Sorry. <laughs> so you heard it. I love it. You want to buy Mel a birthday present? You know where to go. Just make sure it's before July 30th. That's right. You got to make sure it ships on time. So you got to get them there early. You know, in fact, today might be the day. You're getting paid on Friday. Maybe that's the time to get Mel her birthday presents. <laughs> I hope it wasn't a subtle hint for us either. I, I, I might do that fucking for my birthday this year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough selfless promotions and chilling going on let's get a show going oh you think we, we do we have one <laughs> <laughs> no I, you know what i'd like to talk about 
What do you got? Is um, I could talk a little spirits, but but I want to talk a little bit a uh, little Gorgon, a little Kami. Okay, so more of well, I'm feeling the conversation vibe. You know, like we've been doing these last oh, couple, especially with Mel. You know, yeah, we've been doing these really more good free-form. at these Mel. So keep going and. and- Butt us out whenever you can. Yeah, don't forget that. That's an important part of this. But, you know, we've been doing those more freeform episodes, and that's I'm into that right now. Absolutely. So that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, just let's float that topic out and see where we go. All right. So for those who don't know, what's a Gorgon? What's a Kami? Well, you know, the Gorgon are um, essentially the Fomori of the wild. Right. Where you can make the argument that the Kami are kind of the Fomori of Gaia. Oh. Okay. And, like, I don't want to talk about... Kami- are Gaians Fomori. Thanks for listening to the podcast. That's what you just said. The, the Fomori <laughs> of Gaia. So you have Gorgons. <laughs> See Gorgon, like the wild. Yeah. And yeah. We, we know the Fomori being of the worm. Right. I, I don't want to lean, I mean, obviously there's going to be parallels, mm-hmm. but I don't want to lean too hard on that because I know I want to do a Fomori episode in the future because we haven't done one on them and there's... There's a lot. There's larger shit I'd like to get into there for certain. Yeah, we're, we're saving that one for a little later. But, you know, I mean, there's also drones, and again, we're, I mean, essentially we're talking the different Fomori of the other sides. Right, and that's what I was going to bring up, because you also have drones. Yep. You know what? Go ahead, start it off, because I know you said you wanted to talk about it, you have a little thought in mind. Well, no, I'm just saying I think it'd be a fun topic. Oh, okay. You know, Mel, what do you think? I really love the Kami. They are really interesting, and I haven't really used them in any game that I've either run or played in. Gorgons, yes. Kami, no. So learning about the Kami on this level is, I I really enjoyed them. I found them far more interesting than any of the other iterations. Drones, Fomori, even the Gorgons. And I think I mentioned that to you, Porter. Well, yeah, but it wasn't on air, so it didn't count. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you, I'm telling everybody else. Well, now we know. It's half the battle. <laughs> and I, I look to our games, because obviously Fomori have been there. Um, yeah. And, and Gorgons, honestly, I don't think you've used any up until our most recent games. That's true. Which still is weird to say, because recent. It was like two years, <laughs> a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, right. You've never used the Kami in there, have you? No, I've had ideas. Um, there's things I, I have wanted to do. And there's, there's like a limited point, I'm, you know. It's it's how far do you go? Well, yeah, it's how far do I talk about now because we're starting up again. Right. And yeah, I, 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 I can't let you goon see my maps because both of you, like, this concerns <laughs> both of you now. Right. What um, about drones then? Aw. Yeah, drones, well, I mean, you look at uh, the case of Nathaniel Owens, who I make the argument was, quote, partially drone, which canonically isn't a real thing. Mm-hmm. But look. Right. No, but I, I do love the concept of the Kami. Um, I, I think that it, it's something that has to be used sparingly. I can imagine so, and that's probably why we don't hear about it very often. Right. You know, it, it should be such a rare and special thing, and in something that the the other forces, and predominantly the forces of the worm, um, of course the weaver as well, and to an extent the wild, should want to snuff out. That It's interesting to think about. You know, that, that, that there's something that are just so rare and precious that protecting them would be paramount if, you know, uh, the Garo question are made aware of it. Hmm. And then that becomes its own issue. The Gorgons. Um, a little easier? The Gorgons are a lot easier. But actually, you know, let's it's, it's walk that. Let's hold off on that for a minute. Yeah. You know, I, I think a great example, I mean, you look at the Kami and, and I look at someone like Sarah Connor, 
<laughs> like, no, I know that sounds a little absurd because what the fuck? I mean, you know, there's, now we got Arnold over here and, you know, come with well, me if you want to live. Well, we have a lot of younger listeners. They don't know who Sarah Connor is. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I hate saying I it. I do. You do. I said younger <laughs> listeners. Oh, that was mean. Ouch, but I'm sorry. You call, you call me not young? Yeah, you call Melissa old? I what are you doing? I didn't mean it that way. I didn't. <laughs> he just got confused by the conversion rate. How about this? Melissa, if Jade is around, go ask her who Sarah Connor is. Jade is not around. All right, well, um, do you think she would know who Sarah Connor is? Probably not. Okay. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> we can leave it at that. <laughs> but its it, I don't think she's watched that movie. She may have. I don't know. That's the point here. Oh, God damn it. Oh, oh. Okay, Danny, you win. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm uh, sorry. Sarah Connor uh-huh. is the protagonist of The Terminator, which is a movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you can watch that, and you can watch Terminator 2 and then stop forever. Stop forever! <laughs> Don't watch anymore! Don't waste your fucking time! Right? If, if you feel like you need more Terminator in your life, you can watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That was a show for two seasons. That was pretty good. It was unnecessary. But it was pretty good. Okay. Anything other than that, though... Is a waste. And, and, like, directly contradicts the whole message of the first two fucking movies. Right. Directly. Fuck that, I want a Cadillac. We're making part three. That's how that went. Um. There's a reason people say Skynet is winning. Jesus Christ. All right, back to Sarah Connor. Yeah, no, we go back to Sarah Connor. Yes. You know, and I don't mean, you know, like dark fate, dumb fate, digital fate, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. where she's like a 90-year-old woman with a walker and a missile launcher. And I don't mean T2 Sarah Connor, where she's buff and badass and is like the pinnacle of just fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. I mean T1 beginning of the movie, Sarah Connor with the eight-year-old who throws the scoop of ice cream in her apron. Oh, okay. All right. We're talking about the the woman with a destiny far greater than she has any idea, and she is just living her life. Hmm. Okay, this is making a little bit more sense, and I apologize for throwing you way off here. That's fine. It's good for the show, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's it's that person with that greater destiny. This and, is and not yet aware of it, right? Or even maybe somewhere in the transition. Where, where, you know, you have this comedy that's aware of the fact that they are special, but, but unaware of the greater implications. And don't know what to do about it? Sure. Maybe Gaia has seen fit to grant this woman amazing healing powers. Now, obviously, there's a stage you live your life, and there's a stage where you discover that you have this ability. Mm-hmm. I mean, this isn't like a new story. This isn't a new idea. We've seen this in pop culture forever. Right. But, mm. you know... Be that as a mate, look, there's only so many ideas to go around, and there's the reason that some of these, the, the classics of the classics, there's a reason, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, and also the game isn't about that character. The plot line might be, but again, the game is about your your group, the, 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 whatever pack of Garu that's sitting there, you know. But the idea of this, this, you know, this woman, you know, this, we, we will just, we'll call her Sarah. Fuck it. Who cares? Why not? Could you name her in honor of, right? There you go, Linda Hamilton. We salute you. But, Linda Hamilton was the actress <laughs> who played the character of Sarah Connor. 
That's for you, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> um, it's okay, Mel. You can laugh. I can't use hiding it. I, I don't can't. know if I can. See? <laughs> Salute, yes. No, I can know. see that point, though. The Sarah Connor. as a reference. <laughs> I, you well, know. no, I'm, I mean, I, you see that throughout pop culture, and you're right. It's... There's always that one special person, a medicine woman in the Arctic, you know, that has, that's beyond just a shamanistic person. It's, it's someone who stands out amongst the tribes. Do you know what I mean? So. Well, absolutely. It makes. Oh, please go ahead. it, it, It makes perfect sense. There's always that one bigger, badder well, in the case of the states right now, uh, Yellowstone Park, a big ass bison, you know, protecting the herd. Areas of land that people just don't approach. Those are all potentially commie if you follow the the rules and regulations of 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 creating this area. And I mean, and that's actually a good point, and it's something I want to circle back to. Is is Kami outside of of the necessary human purview? Um, so that bison example, yeah, you know, I mean, I think there's something to play with there too, and that's a hundred percent worth discussing. I, I do want to shift this back to the human bit for a bit, though, because that's easier. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we can all relate to that shit a lot. Yeah, and you know, I want to stick with Sarah Connor, like is is our is our kind of example, right? Because you you figure right, you know, let's say you know she has a you know some some sort of healing powers or uh, ability to speak to animals or. She can purify something with a touch. Or, you know, or, or, yeah, yeah, whatever the fucking power might be. It doesn't matter. But however, she was gifted by Gaia, mm-hmm. right? This is someone who's just living their life until they come into their powers and they discover it. So you have that waitress era Sarah Connor. We'll do it like that, right? Sure. Where she's, you know, just down on her luck. And this is someone that's got to be protected because, you know, someone's going through the phone book killing people with her name. A phone book is. <laughs> <laughs> It was yellow. <laughs> it was also known as the yellow pages. Yellow pages. Yes. And because the pages were yellow. <laughs> I mean, that was for businesses more. But it was, it's, it, it's a book that contained people's names and phone numbers. So you could look them up and speak to them. Special gift for you backers. Dan starts to read the phone book because none of you want to give your goddamn feedback. <laughs> Yeah, that's fucked up. We've been referencing the phone book a lot lately. And like, you know, no one has stopped to be like, and I think, I think Grant said something like, do they even make those anymore? It's like, shit. All right. I don't think so. No, the website's still there. Yellowpages.com. But anyway. Nobody has a home phone number anyway anymore. It's true. It's just their cell phones. Either way. A cell phone? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. We're not that bad yet. <laughs> no, I know. It, but yeah. So that's something you can do immediately, right? Is is it's it's the woman who doesn't know the world she's about to get in. It's that POV character, but again, you aren't you're you're, you're the Kyle Reese. Okay. So you're sent to protect. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean I mean that's how you look at that. Is like at that point the Kami character is your Sarah Connor while you are the Kyle Reese, bringing her into this world. And saving her from whatever future. Well, from the the, the threat. Yeah. You know, and future threats at that point. But you have that starter era. 
you know, where you, you were, you were explaining to her, you know, the, the situation that and it's, it's not unlike picking up cubs. Okay. I, oh, I see the correlation at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course you can go to like your second stage, you know, which would be, I guess, during the course of the movie or maybe when, um, like she's, she's at the police station, you know, pre-attack. Is this where she learns of her? Where, yeah, where destiny? she's where she's learned. You know, she's 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 drank the Kool Aid. She's bitten. She's been in. She's bought into the hype a bit, and now she she's in the thing where she's not safe. She's aware of what's going on, and she's reaching out for help or trying to avoid. Right, we're running from the Terminator. Hmm. I mean, that's most of the movie until your third act, where she's fighting back. And I mean that at that point becomes part of your story, and that can hmm. be the story too, though. Well, sure. You know, and maybe you have to win her trust because she is already in a place where she understands what's up, but is on the run from forces who want to take her down. And now you have to get to this person and, and convince them of what's going on to try to, to, to become trustworthy and help protect her or get her somewhere safe or get her to the thing in time to do the other thing, whatever, whatever's driving your plot. Plenty of options. Well, that's exactly it. You know, and then you can go the, the T2 Sarah Connor kind of route where she's already been in this shit for a while and maybe she's into something that she, she's in over her head and isn't aware of it, where she has to team up with Edward Furlong and Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, being representative of the pack. Right. And Edward Furlong. You should just have him in there. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just. What else, what else are you supposed to do with him? Right, like you know, I mean, it was it's T two or Pet Cemetery too, man. That's about all that kid ever did. So give him a little love, put him in your game, right, Mel? He might be Canadian. Absolutely. We don't know. I don't think he is. And we don't know. There's no way to tell. No, there's no way. I don't think he's. I don't think he's. I don't even think he has an IMDb. <laughs> I mean, he's that. Insignificant, sure. Oh, that's but. so mean. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's, it's part career, of the movies. His career just never went where it maybe too much drugs. Don't do drugs, folks. There's too much drugs. It 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 did bad things to River Phoenix and Jimi Hendrix and Edward Furlong, Rage Across and Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> and Keith Richards. And well, knows. Keith Keith Richards <laughs> needs those to survive. Yeah, that's don't don't be. That's like a pro drug message. You'll live forever. Just do enough heroin, and you can be Keith Richards. <laughs> yeah, he's American, and he did not age well. Just saying. <laughs> no, he's like three hundred years old. I think he's aged superbly. He should be dust. I think she's talking no. about. The, the, oh, Edward uh, Furlong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant Keith Richards. I'm like. <laughs> I am adamant no. the Rolling Stones are keeping an eldritch god at bay. Yeah. <laughs> like, when they all die, the seal's going to break. Oh, and that's why Mick and Keith are just, they're not going anywhere. They're like, <laughs> not on my watch, Cthulhu. That's the worst impression. <laughs> Holy shit. That was fantastic. <laughs> you know, that's the end bit now, right? Probably. It's staying in no matter what. <laughs> Uh, I love those end bits. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what she said? Yeah, if you don't know, if you haven't been, you should listen to the end of the theme. These, yeah. these last handful. I can't, I can't. I get why people don't, because why would you think to, unless you didn't. Oh. But, yeah. Stride, stride had no clue. Yeah, like, if you <laughs> haven't been, just let it play to the end. 
just just play to the end, like the last like what it's like a little 15 treat. episodes. Yeah, there's like a little treat at the end of some of these later episodes. Yeah, the first time I heard it, I thought it was an error, <laughs> and it funny. was just as funny, wasn't it? <gasps> yes. <laughs> when I heard it the second time, I'm like, wait. Maybe it's not. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do now. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> so stay to the end of that soundtrack. Listen for that nice surprise. Oh. <laughs> More shameless plugs. <laughs> we're, we're just living our lives here. That's yeah, fine. But uh, I go like ahead. That, I'm just saying, I like that idea. That's cool because you can use that concept, not only of the movies, but the character themselves, and bring their concepts into your games. Especially because you said that they're so rare and they're so special that you probably shouldn't do it all the time. Oh, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it twice. Uh-uh. At all. Have you done them in any of your games? No, I have been planning for some time. But again, we have a game coming up and you can't say too much. Yeah, like I can't say too much, but obviously, um, I mean, maybe not obviously, but mm-hmm. I, I would love to finally use that arc. Mm-hmm. However, that's going to shape up the idea of bringing in Akami, and and I can't say anything other than that. Right. I but I mean, it. I just laid out a bunch of different options for how to do it, you know, and that's with a human version. And I think the the reason I brought it up, and the reason I used the Sarah Connor example, I mean, it's it's two things here. Is you know, number one, um, I got a lot of really good feedback about the eight bit storytelling episode we did like a hundred years ago. Right. With Mario. Right. How simple is that and how easily relatable that was. Which is why I chose the Terminator and Sarah Connor today. And I'm doing the same thing. Because while you seem to think that no one has seen this movie, <laughs> you know, I feel like it was a bit of a franchise and that we're in solid ground referencing. And again, if not, go watch those movies. <laughs> yeah. First one in particular. Mm, chef's Kiss. fantastic movie. For its in for its time period. Oh, for this time period. Well, that's because this time period's movies all suck. Also true. <laughs> but hey, and, and like, and, you know, here's a little bummer too. It's something that I love about the Terminator. And again, I believe that so many, like everyone, has seen this. So, like, I'm not feeling bad about spoiling shit from a movie that's <laughs> fucking going on forty years old. <laughs> Holy shit! Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Arnold was the villain. Yeah. You know, which is something that's unheard of. mm Hmm. At any point after that, frankly. And also, today, it's like, who is that old grandpa man who is the bad guy now? <laughs> well, he's, the, he's the governor. Yeah, well, not anymore, even. Oh, so, yeah, like, I that's about that too. like an old reference. Jesus. Fuck, right? It's like, what do we do now? Dude, we got a blanket. It's like really chilly in here. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> We're all going to die. <laughs> die. Just, our bones are going to turn to dust and our skin's going to fall off. And. <laughs> Like, that's just what we got going yeah, on next weekend. Like we're just, it's over. <laughs> it's Rage Across Decomp. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're all dead. We're just, we're just waiting we're just to die. die. Just waiting for our turn. Whoa. That's all this is. I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> Get a blanket. It's cold in here. Oh, man. Shovel the dirt on me now. Fuck. All right. Um, so, Melissa, you said you've never used yes. Akami in your game, but have you ever used anything else, like uh, like drones or gorgons or anything? Yes. Well, yes and no. Um, Those are the options. In my game, <laughs> I had the players convinced that they were dealing with gorgons. It, they weren't. 
they were in fact mage creations. I know how you feel about mage. You're pointing a wizard stick at me. Um, <laughs> it's a cookie wand. Let's be clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I had the players convinced that they were dealing with gorgons. They thought they were within a wild realm. They were somehow trapped there and they needed to find their way out. And along the way, they came across some creatures that were clearly not um, natural, not creepy natural, just not in not quite normal. And they were putting two to two and two together and were coming up with five because I wasn't giving them any other sort of indication that they were in anything other than a wild realm. And they were convinced that they were dealing with Gorgons. So I was using the Gorgon rules for these mage creations. And it was fun to watch. Let me just say that. All right. So it's, it's kind of like behind, a... <laughs> I was behind, you know, I was behind the screen giggling hysterically. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think... Um... I mean that is kind of a kind of a halfsy mm-hmm. answer, and I think um, the, the the thing about the gorgons is, and I know you're not a huge fan of them, isn't that right, Mel? Well, it's not that I'm not a huge fan. It's just when I was sort of, you know, going through the, you know, making notes to kind of keep things fresh in my my mind for the show. I I I was not as big a fan of them as I was the commie just because of the wealth of information that is available to players. There's even a way, I think it was in the Umbra book, that you can create an all-commie game. Now, I don't know if I would do that. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't, but you could in theory. And I think um, if you were going to do that, and I think we'll, we'll, we'll get back to Workins. I think if you're going to do that, that, that would be a very, um, I mean, first of all, it's going to be an alternate setting, I think. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, time. But but the first thing that comes to mind is is the stand, like Stephen King's The Stand. Mm-hmm. You know that that end. You know the. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm trying I'm to talk to, about this without. No, I, here's the thing. I've never actually read the book or well, seen it. No one can read the book. It's impossible. It's so like there is no book. It's like it. <laughs> oh. Like that book is it's impossible. You you can't read it. It's too many. It's too many words. The book's too big. <laughs> Fuck you. It's it's I'm, not too many words. Yes, it is. It's no, just, that book is massive. You, it the book of it. Time to sit down and read it. It's like a foot thick. How dare you not say anything, Dan? <laughs> I was just gonna leave it open. <laughs> Yikes. Um, no, but seriously, that book is, the book is fucking huge. Yeah. It, it is like a foot thick. It's impossible to read. No one will ever do it. <laughs> We're having fun here, but again, much, this stand is much like that. It's a huge, but you know, there was the mm-hmm. old nineties miniseries and then Paramount plus not sponsored. Just, um, they, they also did, um, they, they did a remake of it, okay. which I just watched recently. Did it have Idris Elba in it? Because no, um, I just started watching it. No, I don't. I don't think he's in it. I mean, I know he was in the the Dark Tower. Oh, maybe it was the Dark Tower. I just started watching. Oh, I don't watch this stuff. But um, the Stand. You know, if you ever saw the first one, I think like you're better off if you haven't seen the original. 
okay. to watch the new one. And But it's one of those mm-hmm. comparisons, like the two It's. Mm. Like, if you've never seen the original It, you're going to walk into the remake with a different set of eyes. Right. But you can't see the original and then go to the new one and not compare the, you know, the performance of Tim Curry's Pennywise. Right. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I think it's a good, I think it's a good remake. I think that goes for every remake movie yeah, right now. Yeah, but, but, but there's a level of, there's definitely a level. Yeah. yeah. You know, like Tim Curry was so iconic, you know, you don't look at, uh, you know, John, I don't mean you the actor's name, the guy who played John boy on the Waltons. You don't go, well, you know, he didn't do as good as John boy. No one. Right. Also, what's the Waltons? So, <laughs> I know the, of that, right? But I don't know. Yeah, I never watched it. I know it, of it exactly. But you know, you had so many iconic um, roles in the stand, like actors mm-hmm. or played. You know, Gary Sinise was in the stand, and like the, the roles played by James Marsden now, and he does a great job. But it's not. But like, same. yeah, you you got to put them next to each other and go, oh, but which. Mm-hmm. Like, this is clearly a better script. This is clearly, you know, there's a better budget. The cinematography is better. But it's not Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> but my point is, you know, there's that, that I guess, the third act of The Stand, where the, you know, the these particular characters, they go on this journey. And I could see that, kind of like that with a comic game. But I think in order to facilitate that, you have to do kind of like a last stand sort of thing. Huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, last stand, uh, see what he did. But, <laughs> but like, you know, like, why do you need four Kami getting together to do this thing in a world where you, Gaia still has other defenses left? I feel like that should be like an alternate or last line sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see why we think that. And I don't understand why they would give that. Here's a possibility of running an old Kami game. Well, I, I think because there is... Especially for how much emphasis they put on how special these are and how rare it is. I, I think it's twofold. Um, you know, I, I, I think it's good to give ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, what, what else are the books for? You know, to help give ideas to, to storytellers who maybe wouldn't think of it themselves or maybe who might need a little bit of a push sure. for that option. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just what's rolling in my head, I guess. No, no, of course. I, you know, I, I just I do think that's better for like an alternate scenario. Like maybe their mission is to ultimately save a child who ends up becoming the last Garu or that would be cool. Right. Like a little reverse on it, you know, or, yeah. you know, the one who could end up saving the Garu nation. Maybe it's, maybe it's two or, you know, like whatever this scenario that, Hey, there's Garu again and there weren't before. And now there could be again, if you do this thing, right. That'd be cool. Be a fun way to do that. But um, let's, let's, I want to pivot back is something that Mel brought up earlier is the idea of, of, um, you know, we did this whole Sarah Connor, you know, mm-hmm. But what about mm-hmm. Kami who aren't human? Like that last bison. Right. Or not last bison, but that, but, big, yeah, that yeah, the the one that was pretty, the protecting yeah. bison, yeah. You know, um Scooby Doo. <laughs> my god, no bring them up again, <laughs> goddammit. Oh. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not necessarily saying and maybe all the better that I'm not saying make it a talking dog, mm-hmm. you know, but that idea of, you know, maybe that Kami is a wolf or maybe it is a dog. Fuck it. Sure. Not a talking one though, because well, you could do that and turn your game into a cartoon. You don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. It's not a cartoon. Um, but what if, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Um, you know, you know, you don't want to do that. Right. But, but it's the idea of being able to try to communicate with this creature who you can't communicate with, but who was given a special purpose by Gaia. Okay. I see. You know, I'm in fact, fuck, fuck the dog. It's a spider monkey now. <laughs> because, like, if it's a dog, you could go, well, a dog is close to a wolf mm-hmm. and we can kind of communicate with our wolven kinfolk. It's not. So, so changes. So it's. Yeah, it changes. So, so it's completely fucking foreign. You know, it's a parrot. It's a parrot commie. It's something that you're going to have a hard time communicating with. Well, that's the point, yeah. Actually, a parrot would be a lot of fun. Because <laughs> it's just start, it's mimicking voices and right. sounds. Right, And, like, maybe it could talk, but not, you know? <laughs> I, I see that. that. That would be a funny game. Right? Ah, <sighs> stupid wolf. Ah. <laughs> and, like, that's all it says. But again, and then like two stories later, it's like hives over there. What? <laughs> what are you, Silent Bob? You piece of shit! All you've called me is stupid for the last three games. <laughs> I don't know. But again, they, they mimic sounds, right? But maybe it can do more because it's a comedy. I mean, yeah, I'm not no, the boss of this. That, no, that's exactly what I was thinking. But, but it's a maybe, fun misdirect, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like this. Well, it, it, it's my understanding that animal commies at least have some way to communicate so either as you said a talking dog or some way to communicate at least with supernaturals well if i think um i think to go back to the talking dog for a second because again this is going to be the aside from the parrot which is fun Mm -hmm. this is easy i think the dog is easier more relatable i i would argue Hmm. that communication um more like akin to lassie mel Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It kind doesn't like necessarily, I mean, the book doesn't connection. necessarily indicate how it communicates. It exactly. just has the ability. There is an awareness that the dog might have that a normal dog doesn't have. Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm all for that. You, I'm, I'm talking literally, we shouldn't literally have it be, you know. A talking dog. Right. Who we do, yeah. Right, because again, that's, we make our jokes, but then again, it's, it's we go back to, to Toontown on that. And we don't want or to do Scrappy that. Or Scrappy-Doo, that would just be just, yeah, no. What is, and what is it with us bringing up Scooby-Doo? Every time you come on the show, we talk about Scooby-Doo a little bit. <laughs> like, I'm not mad about it. I'm just I'm just observing. I don't know. I brought up Scrappy, so. You did? Scooby. Yeah, it's, it's the natural progression, I guess. I, yeah, apparently. Or, or degression. All I know is I can't find my glasses. <laughs> nice. Thank you. I actually wear glasses. I just, <laughs> that's for everyone out there. That's probably why I can't find them, honestly. I've got the perfect plan. It's going to fail every time. How about that? (laughs) But I like that idea. I mean, the idea of the parrot, for instance, or a blue jay that repeats phrases that maybe it learned from a TV show type thing. Right, like could be used poignantly. Commercial. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that too. I, I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. But see, I also like that uh, that more lassie idea to where again, because as mm-hmm. you point out, they can communicate, but that doesn't mean they're good at it. Well, even directly, you know. So you look at Lassie, yeah. who Lassie was. <laughs> oh my god! Lassie was a television show once upon a time. 
uh, featuring a border collie. It was a border collie, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes. Who did um, would save a young boy named Timmy from wells and landslides and various other things. <laughs> All the goddamn time because Timmy's a moron. That, yes. was, that was just the plot of the show. Timmy was just cursed. <laughs> And Lassie would run time. home and be, and be like, and bark, and they'd be like, what is it, girl? What? Timmy's shoelaces got caught in the fucking railroad tracks again? <laughs> you know what? Screw it, honey. Let's make a new one. That never happened. Mm-hmm. They'd go rescue him. But <laughs> just make a new Timmy. Honestly. He's not worth the trouble anymore. <laughs> but that idea to where, like, the, 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 the commie at this point, this animal commie, wants to communicate a thing has a purpose it wants to serve and maybe is aware of it, and I would say is aware of that for this, the, the purposes of sure. this conversation but is having trouble communicating what it needs to do so he's trying to communicate he just hasn't figured a way to do it yet well again he the, the dog can't speak English Lassie would like bark and like pull on you a bit and we gotta go here and they'd be like what the fuck do you want Lassie oh and they'd figure it out because it was stupid TV right like it was ridiculous but yeah. like yeah. you know, it's like when uh, it's like when you bring a new dog home, you know, mm-hmm. who maybe had a previous owner, you know. So this is a pre, this is a used dog, and you know, so it has its tells, it has its methods, it knows how to tell its previous owner that it's time for it to go outside. But you don't know what those tells are because oh. you've known this dog for an hour and a half. Gotcha. Okay, this mm. makes a little bit more sense. You know, so you you do it like that. You know, the animal wants to communicate, but you guys don't have the same code book right now. Mm-hmm. So it's doing its level best. You just haven't fucking figured it out yet. <laughs> that could be the story, too, is you just figuring it out. And that can be a continual thing. That would be cool to do. I can see that. Right? And then, then of course, if you want your movie work, because why not? This is yeah. fun to do, yeah, right? Sure. You look at your, your, your buddy cop, but the cop is the buddies at dog movies. You know, Turner, Turner and Hooch, Canine. Which I felt was yeah. superior to Turner and Hooch. Yeah. Because first of all, Pug is not a police dog. <laughs> that was a it was a bulldog, wasn't it? Hooch. I, I don't remember. It's been it wasn't a police dog though. No, it never is. Well, in canine, it was a German shepherd. Which should have been, yeah. You know, and it was Jim Belushi and a German shepherd. Oh my god. That's better than Tom Hanks and a bulldog. I don't care what your name is. <laughs> also, I don't believe Tom Hanks is a police detective. No. I believe Jim Belushi is a scumbag detective. <laughs> <laughs> It reminded me of a book that I read, oh, years ago by Terry Pratchett, and it was The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents. It was a take on the Pied Piper of Hamelin story where the cat sort of coordinated with rodents to overtake the town. And as a face, they had this stupid human boy who wasn't very bright, but all the sort of events that happened were all dreamed up by the rats and the amazing Maurice. And when I was reading through the animal section of the commie, that's what sort of popped into my head is that, you know, can you imagine playing an animal commie trying to communicate with the human world and being so frustrated that nobody was listening to you and it was just a really funny thing. Yeah. No, no for sure. And that, that could be. Sense. Oh, it's cool. And you, you want to add to that too, because I mean, there's a level there. You're, you're now doing the buddy cop, but the cop, mm-hmm. the buddy's a dog, you know, you're doing that. But let's, let's also remember, you know, we are talking about Garu. 
Mm. With Ooh. a higher level of intelligence, then? With a higher level of rage. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. You know, it's easy to remind, to, you know, to do, do the riffs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing a riff off this movie or this trope or this genre. That's cool. But also, and I mean, you can just do it that way and just have a fun adventure with, you know, bitches and brews and hooch. And that can be, you know, your, your three part arc. That can be fine. But, you know, Sarah Connor and hooch. <laughs> you know, yeah. Sarah Connor meets the silent howl. It's fine. Or, you know, you, you can remember, you can remember it's the world of darkness. I mean, but you know, you, you skew it that way, right? Yeah. And, and so let's, let's take that on its, you know, on its head and we, we go with our, our buddy cop dog movie. And it's like, you know what? That's the scene where the, the dog's teaching you a lesson and is going to take a shit on your couch because you didn't feed it the steak it wanted, right? <laughs> Only you've got five rage. Oh, that's a bad day. Right. So now how do we deal with this dog or whatever, you know, <laughs> that's getting cute and trying to show you up? When like you like I could gut you and we could have you for dinner, you piece of shit. And how do you deal with that? Because <laughs> obviously you don't want to do that. But holy hell, you know you you are dealing with rage monsters from their nature worshiping murder cult, and sometimes things aren't so clean. Oh man, you know maybe when he chews up your favorite shoes, like as a storyteller, you can write that scene. We all know that scene. We know mm-hmm. that trope. But maybe Jaeger. Um, frenzied. Probably. Because he's not going to take that no. in stride like Jim Belushi might have. Jaeger's no Jim Belushi. There's a sentence for the archives. There you go. <laughs> I just remember, it's been so long since I've seen that fucking movie, but like, yeah. what, what Jim, I remember the, from Jim Belushi, he was trying to figure out how to get the dog to, to listen to him, right? Well, I mean, that's, yeah, and he sees, that's half the plot of most of those movies. True. But he sees like, another woman whose dog is just behaving. And he goes, he looks at her and goes, how do you get your dog to behave so well? Oh, I had to mount him. Excuse me? You have seen canine. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that clearly. Time. Yeah. You got to mount him. What? What? <laughs> yeah, and it's, you, you, you pin the dog down and you stare at him to show him who the fucking elf is. This really. is a movie. Don't mount your dogs. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I just, I need, about, though. I need that out there. Yeah. We we need to have said that. <laughs> yeah, this is right. we are talking about a movie. Yeah, we're talking about a movie. <laughs> and no one in the movie mounted a dog either. They nope. just talked about don't mount your dogs. And he says to the dog, "Don't make, make me, me mount you." Yes, and then the dog listens. And now the dog listens. <laughs> and he's the good boy the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I Oh, up I top you've see... seen canine. Yes. Oh god. I loved that movie as a kid. <laughs> but like you you see that, and you're trying to communicate with the dog at this point, right? And you want him to do what you're you want him to do what you're telling him to, because you're here for him. You need to protect him, or whatever the trope is. But he won't listen, and it's like, oh, how far do you take it? Right. And you know that's the thing is where I I, I shy away from the dog example. This is where I start to mm-hmm. because you can make the argument. Well, I'll shift it to lupus. And we have a better understanding, you know, with through, through perhaps through the Garu tongue, which again, I remind people isn't an actual language like Spanish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not like you, you do a French, Spanish, Garu. Which one do I want to take in high school? You know, it, it's more a series of of body language and postures and movements and sometimes clicks and whistles. I don't know what, but you know, it's 
it's it's a mixture of things. It's not just a set language. We mm-hmm. just translate it to because that's fucking it's confusing and we can't understand it and it's right. We gotta we gotta live our lives and get through a day. Yeah, we just <laughs> did the lupus episode. No, exactly. Welcome so, back, Melissa. Right? Which again, Scooby Doo factored in quite a bit. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, I but, think it also has to be remembered that animals do not like high rage group. They so they will run away. Yeah, it's fear. that fight or flight thing, and most often they'll flee. So even a, an animal kami, Very I, I well. don't think they would they would hang around. They still have that animal instinct to flee from a high rage guru. I mean, that's, so you that's have to sort of convince them to stick around to help them. I mean, and I think that that might be an interesting role playing experience for players to try to not immediately, you know, push themselves into lupus to try to talk to them in the case of a dog or another wolf or whatever. They're (laughs) going to be seen as apex predators no matter what they do. No, no matter what form they're in. That's a great point and will help discourage the lupus because, you know, you don't want to make it too easy. Yeah. You know, I mean, what's what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. If the solution is just, oh, I can go to Lupus and go, hey, buddy. Hey, Bert. <laughs> hey, Bert, what's your problem? Hey, Ernie. We're going to save you, Bert. <laughs> right? Well, now that's too easy. And, and, like, why are we bothering with this, you know, with this story? Right. You know, there, there should be some pushback, some adversity. This should be part of it. It's, it's, it's way too simple otherwise. That said, that it, you know, that reminded what you were talking about is what I was suddenly reminded of a Cowboy Bebop. Episode two, Stray Dog Strut, where they meet Ayn. Oh my. Huh. Just suddenly, that, that came to mind. You know, where you had Hakeem who was chasing Ayn. Ayn's like, fuck off. I'm not going with you. And right. like, so the two of them are running. Should you get the fucking dog? <laughs> the dog's just running. Like, like I don't want to like, be I fucking God. Right? I ain't part of this shit. <laughs> That just instantly made me think of it, you know. And which not you, knowing he's hmm. part of a bigger picture, no, I, plan, I, I, really but you know what? I, I think Ayn from from Cowboy Bebop is a great example because Ayn was, not the movie. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, no, you mean the live action thing? <laughs> yeah, that that that's yeah, because the movie's shit. great. Oh, there is a movie. I yeah, forgot there's knocking a movie. on heaven's door. That's okay. That I have to watch. Oh, you don't have a DVD player right now, do you? No, I don't. Fuck! I was gonna say I'd send you home with it. <laughs> anyway, Besides, boy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not the live action. Don't ever watch that. But, you know, Ayn's a great example because, you know, again, Ayn does have that intelligence too, mm-hmm. which you could easily give to, you don't have to, but you could easily give to a Kami. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, the Kami could be a cat. Like you hear those stories about those cats in the retirement homes <laughs> who like they jump on the cancer patient. Everyone's like the cat sits in your lap. You're dying of cancer in a week or whatever. <laughs> You've heard those stories. Yes. Yes. Maybe that's that cat, only that cat can cure it. Oh, shit. Right? But then, like, mm-hmm. you know, look how disconnected you are from all of that and how disconnected the cat is. The cat doesn't need a higher intelligence to do that. Maybe it just happens. Or maybe the cat does have a higher intelligence, and who the fuck knows? But it could, it could go either way. You can make that decision no matter what, and it plays out differently. But, you know, now we're talking about a situation where you have a pack of, let's say, three to five Garo who are trying to wrangle a goddamn cat out of a nursing home. <laughs> Holy shit, the rage. <laughs> oh, my God. The rage, the smell. <laughs> Everything about that is six nightmares. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also as a storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Take that, Raymond. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anyone named Ray. I was going to say, who's Raymond? He's going to come up a lot, though. <laughs> I don't know who he is, but fuck him. <laughs> now we know. Ain't that right, Mel? Fuck Ray. <laughs> Are you talking about? We don't know who we're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's I have the podcast. No we don't know who Ray is. About. We don't know so, Ray. Fuck him. I'm gonna say no, just because I'm Canadian. That, that <laughs> I tracks. know one Ray, and I know for damn sure he doesn't listen to the podcast. I mean, He's I'm, also my <laughs> friend, and I would never say fuck him. But I mean, Ray Liotta. He just died. So he's not bothered then, is he? And <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. poor Ray Liotta. I was going to say he was good for a time. Ray Liotta was the shit. I know. He made some weird choices in his career, but he was fucking awesome. <laughs> good fellows, feel the dreams. Forget it. That, that alone. Those two are enough. I but agreed. He's, you know, oh, yeah. Actually, uh, Now I know you're talking about Ray, uh, Ray Liotta. I mean, yeah. we weren't, but we are now. We are now. <laughs> Enough, He's fantastic. An acquaintance right. of I'm mine, so sorry. married Ray Anyways. niece. An acquaintance of yours married Ray Liotta's niece. Yes. Weird, I know. Like, he's not a friend. I've, I've talked to him a couple times. I've never hung out with him. I just, I... No, I... We've I, crossed paths several times. No, I kind of get that. I, I had my my buddy Bob back in the day. I mean, I haven't talked to Bob in fucking years. Mm-hmm. I hope he's doing well, but you know, at this point. <laughs> Bob's cousin or something... Had like a direct line to Kevin Costner. Sweet. <laughs> right? Like he's like, yeah, I've met him a few times. And I'm like, how did you just casually drop that, you son of a bitch? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, just, yeah. It's just Kevin. I don't think, like, fuck you. Yeah. It's just Kevin. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> don't, just... don't casually call him Kevin, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> he might appreciate it. I mean, but not to <laughs> me. Don't tell him that. Don't, not, not to me. All right. <laughs> Anyway. Fucking high road me. Oh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. So Ray Liotta is the commie here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Ray Liotta and Kevin Costner are wrangling a cat at the old folks' home. Right. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. This is this is something. This is the show. <laughs> But speaking of Kevin Costner, though, if, if you guys have not seen Yellowstone, watch that shit. It's on the list. I got to get through. Uh... Fucking old grizzled Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. I might like better than I like old grizzled Clint Eastwood. And Whoa. I love old grizzled Clint Eastwood. So bold statements, sir. Like anything Kevin, anything uh, Clint Eastwood has done after Million Dollar Baby, like from there on, mm-hmm. it's my favorite Clint Eastwood. <laughs> He's just like he's just like ninety, like Burgess. He's like, oh, fuck you, pills, <laughs> and that's just his entire. That's him all the time. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> it's so, and, and so you have equal Kevin Costner and Yellowstone. Just does not give a fuck. He's like, oh, I'm just fucking. It's a field of dreams. I built it, and fuck you now. And I'm the main character, bitch. <laughs> yes. You've made up for Waterworld. <laughs> Maybe, oh, he <laughs> Maybe he was the commie. Maybe he was the commie. Good special powers. I think making up for Waterworld is a special power. <laughs> <at that point. laughs> oh my 
God. How the hell did this happen? I, I love this format. I hope people enjoy it. I love oh. this so much. This is more fun for me. I love being able to go on these tangents and not feel bad. <laughs> Jesus. Sometimes forget what we're talking about. <laughs> Fucking Ray Liotta and Kevin Costner. Clint Eastwood. Clint He's part of the pack now, too. Oh, wow. That's a hell of a pack. <laughs> that is a hell of a pack. Holy shit. I actually would have cast all of those in live-action Werewolf easily. His elders. Oh, that would be... a fucking heartbeat. Holy hell. So those are your elders. I mean, I would do it. Who would be the... Which auspice? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Clint Eastwood would be our... Our Ahram. Easily. Okay. okay. I think he's got the, the, the maximum cantankerous. Uh, okay. All right. Now, what do you think? What, do we got, what about Costner and Leota? We got to auspice them up now. <laughs> mm. I think Leota would be a Galliard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and Costner? Costner is Ragabash. Maybe. Not a Theurge. But see, I don't but- know. I don't know. Because, like, earlier Kevin Costner, mm-hmm. certainly. Like, I, I look back to um, this movie. Welcome to, welcome to Rage Across Cinema. Um, I think back to Bull Durham, right? Okay. And if yeah. you haven't seen Bull Durham, watch Bull Durham. That movie's awesome. You know, like, I, I think of the scene where... Uh, well, you've seen Bull Durham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay. So so the scene... It's been when, a while, though. When, when he uh, tells the batter what pitch Tim Robbins is going to throw, because Tim Robbins don't fucking listen to him. And so the guy oh, gets the oh, home run. Okay, now I know. Yes. Yeah, and he walks up to Tim Robbins. He's like, he hit the shit out of that, didn't he? Was that the Look one? at that. He won a free stake. That's that crazy. The, he, he played the, the Detroit Tigers pitcher, didn't he? Well, the, what was the, the, you're thinking of the For the Love of the Game. Damn it. Damn it. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Well, there are the several, cl- there are several uh, Kevin Costner baseball movies. I know. So. Damn it. Okay. He's in one of the sports movies. <laughs> Got it. Now, Bull Durham was him, uh, Sarandon, and Tim Robbins. We've talked about it because of the commentary. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't tell that story again because I, I know I've told that recently on air. <laughs> I love that shit. But anyway, we were talking about fucking commie. <laughs> and then, yeah, there's your elders and they send the the pack out to go get Sarah Connor, the commie. And Scooby-Doo. And Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Jesus. We've done it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the plot of the upcoming actual play. Wow. Oh, shit. Could you imagine if I did that? I'm not gonna. Yes, I can. Oh, no. We just fucking did it for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I can imagine that. You know, it's been like 20 minutes on it. It hasn't even been an hour. Tim Robbins would be the, uh, it would probably be a spiral. (laughs) (laughs) trying to prevent this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get back to track yeah right Holy so that's shit. that's that's the commie you know um and, and i think you know um again having them be that rare and, and special to serve have them serve a particular purpose and i think if you're going to use them in the game make sure that purpose like it, like it matters in the long haul and I don't mean like a, like a greater implication, like you know, oh, I cured global warming because you saved this mm-hmm. eight-year-old Chinese kid who was caught in a well. I guess I'm just thanks, Lassie. Yeah, I'm see, I'm pulling from everywhere now. I got it. It was a cat that told you where he was. Look, just you know, you saved. <laughs> just go with it. Yeah, whatever. 
like, you know, you save this, this eight year old kid and, you know, he doesn't cure global warming. That's not what I mean. But if you're going to put them in the game, you know, there, there needs to be some sort of repercussion for good or ill, you know, mm-hmm. um, based on whether you can save the kid or you fail to save the kid. And, you know, even if it's, it doesn't come up right away, it's a disservice to, to the overall arc, um, to, to your story, to your players. It's yourself to not have that come back at some point on some level and be relevant again. Oh, I mm-hmm. see it very much. Like it, maybe it was an ultimate failure. Maybe. And then there are consequences. Yeah. There. But if it, but even if it's a success, don't show up until like much later. Right. And again, if we're, because I, I, I'm loving to jump to other media and giving examples, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of been my jam today. <laughs> I mean, I do it in general, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah. you know, I, I look to um, Supernatural, which, for good or ill, was very popular and ran for fifteen years. Okay, depending on what year. It was. I, I have opinions on that, but that's not why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was the character Kevin Tran. I was thinking that exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah, who was you know was the, the prophet or right whatever, the yeah. prophet? You know, in like you know he comes in back later in the series, mm-hmm. in a in a very relevant you know, role. But again, that was several years in between them. And that's important. Right. It was you the know? consequences, you know, good or bad. Right. You know, so if you have someone who, you know, has the ability to heal or can speak with whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, know what it is, have that in mind, obviously first and how that's going to affect things in the long term. Because again, the idea with these Kami is they are, they are giving a purpose. They're they're They have a role to fill. It, for that's a white guy that did it, right? Right. So yeah. know what that is. You know, I, I've talked, and it's been a long time since I talked about not writing green vials. <laughs> it's been a little while. You know, in fact, maybe I should You're writing a green vial. Uh, <laughs> I think you can give a quick version. Yeah, of I can it. give a quick, quick version. Of this is it was something that was introduced in a, an X Men comic. Was the idea? It was one of these uh, base, what they call baseball episodes, where it's just character building. You know, mm-hmm. Gambit and Rogue went on a date. It goes poorly. You know, whatever Gambit's going home alone. Here comes a villain from the shadows. Says blah blah blah, alluding to our hidden past. Here's a vial of green liquid. It's going to come in handy. See you later. Like five years later, maybe nothing more. had happened. <laughs> yeah, maybe more. Um, and the writer, who is no longer the writer, but at the time was the writer, was was doing an interview, and somebody asked, hey, what is this? What, what was the deal with the Green Vial? And the answer was, well, yeah, no, it just seemed like it was cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't write a Green Vial. That's writing, you know, writing something just because you think you don't, you don't know what you wrote. Don't, don't do no Green Vials. If you're going to write something, know what you're doing with it, where it's going, and what its purpose is. So if you're making that comedy, what's its powers, and what is its role? What was Gaia's plan? Have it ready to go. Yeah. Even if it's not going to be relevant for a while. Even if you don't think it'll ever be relevant again. Maybe if you never, maybe you planned on this kid dying and they didn't. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. But you have, have that plan in mind. Cause if you don't, you've written this group, you you don't know where you're going. You can't continue it. You can't, Mm -hmm. there's, there's no real end to that arc because you just didn't fucking think about it. Which again Mm -hmm. is a disservice to everyone around. You know, you want to make sure that however things break down with this, this character, this Kami, be it, you know, the parrot or the cat or the, the Chinese kid or Sarah Connor or Bill Murray, who is in this now, um, you know, <laughs> that, that there I isn't, with John Travolta. you know, look at that. He's, we are building a cast. 
Um, no. Like, was it Michael? Speaking who used to, like, of heals plans. Yes. Okay, I'm throwing this out to both of you for your thoughts. I have my own. Are Guru in their original form Kami? Hmm. The very first Guru, are they Kami? No. They came from Gaia. They had progenitors. They are part spirit. They have a role. Are they Kami? No, it's, it's still no. I see. I mean, I'm, I'm with I, you. I, I see why she would think that, but I think. Well, I think it's the, the third I mean, thing right. here. It, it's the, it's the aspect, you know, the, the human wolf spirit. And they the, already have their purpose. You know, in, in the fact that, um, you know, they, they have the ability, they have their shape shifting. You know, I mean, I'm not, we're going to, we're going to leave the pack, the, the gifts out of this because mm-hmm. that came later with the pack with the spirits. So not part of it. But no, I think they were something different. I mean, obviously, you know, and if you're going to do that with the first Garu, then that's also true with all of the first Pharaoh. And right. now my head hurts. <laughs> if everything's special, nothing's special. As I found this sort of question in one of the little side boxes of Possessed, and it did raise the question, you know, are the original Guru Kami? And are Guru Kami still? They're not, um, is the take on it, is that we are too far from our original progenitor, be it Stag, be it Fenrir, be it uh, Pegasus, but perhaps the original Guru are. We're just too far away because if you look at some of the Kami powers, some of the abilities are Gaian powers, like shape-changing, unlimited shape-changing. The only thing that Kamis don't have are rage. So just throwing that out there. I mean, I see the thought process behind it. No, I mean, I, I, I just thought it was an interesting little thing. No, I agree. I mean, I'm glad you brought it up. I, you know, I mean, no is my answer ultimately. Yeah, but that doesn't change. That point, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, that's an opinion. It it is a fun thought experiment to to branch from that though, and you know, as I want to, as as I want to do, if you if you've been around here, <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you you look at that <laughs> and maybe put that together with the Savage Age. Oh shit! <laughs> and see how that lines up. Now I don't know because this is I, I was not expecting this, so I'm not sure how that would align. But I think that's a fun thing to do. Because, you know, uh, again, of the, the potential of the Savage Age. And, you know, cause we, I mean, we, we talk about it, but it comes up a lot, you know. Yeah. Not only the potential for that, you know, and for that, that hidden knowledge shit that, you know, I love so fucking much. But, you know, they came up with a lot of really cool uh, mm-hmm. pre-nation races. Mm-hmm. And not just Garu, but you look at the the Pharaoh they created. I think they're... They're pretty fucking cool. Yeah, they're pretty badass. I don't mm-hmm. love all mm-hmm. of them, but I don't have to. <laughs> I, just, I think a lot of them are, are really badass. Mm-hmm. And you know, bottom line, that it's it's a way you can you can explore that and play with that that you can't do in modern day. I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit off to the side here, but oh my god, us on a tangent. What do we? What? That's unheard of. No, we don't do that shit. Right. Um, but you look at you know Werewolf Five, um, what we know about Werewolf Five, and how we're losing a bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so it's like the, the closer we get, and if you follow that narrative, you know that the apocalypse and it's, the end is looming. Where mm. we're just going to say that and continue for that. I, I haven't, you know, I don't know. That's fine. Yep. 
but you know, you're not getting more. It, it's not going to be, Oh, you, we lost the Fenner for reasons that make a lot of sense. I promise. And, and instead we're getting four more tribes. That's not going to happen. No, they can't do it that way. No, that's, it's counterintuitive to all of the things. Right. So mm. we're only going to lose shit. Where Sandwich Age is like, here's a bunch of new interesting shit. <laughs> and you can't do that modern day. So we go back. That's why I've said the future the future of Werewolf is in the past. Because there's room for more back then. Mm-hmm. There can only be less as we continue on. Just my little aside there. So, you know, looking at the idea mm-hmm. of, of Kami, you know, is, is uh, something, is Garu as Kami. Or the idea of something that came first, perhaps. Or maybe even in between, somewhere you could just wedge that in. That's interesting, and I see the in between there. Yeah, I, I'd like. I, I would wonder that. I mean, that be, might be food for thought for the future of mm-hmm. how you could maybe finagle that and do something really cool with it. Damn, <laughs> good tangent there. Yeah, sorry. I mean, there it is. <laughs> I like the idea though. That was a that was a good one, Mel. Thank you. Like I said, I me personally, <laughs> I welcome. see it. I can see why. There would be that thought process of of the original being Kami, but they're still Garu. At least this is my head here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're still Garu. Garu have their their purpose in life. They're they're to do what they're going to do. That's why they're not Kami. And again, my opinion. Sure. Yeah. But when when I think so, I think when we dissect it further, you know, I'm, I'm branching off what you're talking about here. Is you know, I think number one, the the fact that Garu can breed and make more Garu, and we're talking about the fair in general. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it doesn't have to be, but this is, look, this is what we're doing. Right. Eliminates that, the whole Kami thing in the first place, because if you can mass produce them, it's no longer, that's not really how Kami work, and it makes them less special, which I think is important, too, that they stay special. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree with that. Also, I would look at um, the Kami is more, (laughs) I don't want to say special forces, because they are not built for combat. Gaia has shit for combat. Right. Gaia's got a whole zoo of, of, of stuff, <laughs> of shifters that could fuck things up for her. But, but Kami have, each one has a specialized purpose. So I look at like a specialist like that. Yes. Even if one might be built specifically for combat, or I think in that case it might be to kill a specific thing. Hmm. Might be the better use if you're going to go that way. And how specific do you get? Oh, I would get very specific. I would get your son tough to kill John Connor. (laughs) Nice circle back there. Isn't that nice? (laughs) Holy shit, yeah. I wasn't even, that just was in my heart. It was awesome, (laughs) How could I? Have you followed this show? (laughs) He wrote that down three hours ago? Yeah, right. (laughs) Oh my God. This might as well be a wild episode, the way we have structured it. Speaking of, let's talk about Gorgons now. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to Gorgons. <laughs> you know, I, I like, something I love about the Gorgons um, is is the, I mean, the ties to the wild, I, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. but but how... Hmm. They're not your friends. <laughs> you know, they're not your friends. And, and you have a capacity here to do some weird shit, mm-hmm. but you mm-hmm. also risk getting a little too wacky. Yeah, and that... That fine line, how close do you get? Right. Like, and I am going to flub names because I'm just, this is where I, we are right now. It's fine. But the, it's fine. but the little, the, the, the rocks, 
Oh. The little rocks with the, the mm-hmm. wings in the mouths that just were going to fly in boulders at you and eat you. It's like Rock Pac-Man. Oh, <laughs> just think of a bunch Rog, of Is that Rorg's ch- children? Is yeah, it? They, they might be. I well, used I those in my game. They were so much fun. <laughs> see, see, there you go. Like, that's a lot of fun. Absolutely. They tried to eat my players. <laughs> Was that what we had in our game? I don't want to say too much about it because it is post-mortem stuff. Oh, God, it's two years from now. I know, but, like, it's is it what they... is? I don't remember. That's how long it's been since that fucking game. Okay. But you at least know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an awkward thing. We just bring up some shit we're not going to... The light bugs. What? I used the light bugs in my game, and I used Rourke's children in my game, and they were literally... You know, varying sizes with mouths. See, that's awesome. I love it. Or how about the um, the river, the sentient river that would kill people? Use that one, too. That's, see, that's fun as hell, and I think that's super cool. Yeah, because that could yeah. be like an to the outside world. Oh, like yeah. Urban myth kind of it thing. becomes an instantly becomes, it's the haunted woods. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's the ghost of Elizabeth Smy. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah, we just made a I name. just made it's that fine. name. Yeah. Sorry if your name is Elizabeth Smy. Um, I hope you're not a ghost. If you are, <laughs> please. boo, get out. I was going to say, please write in. That's just how you say hello in ghost. Oh, boo, get out. Yeah. I studied. <laughs> it's mostly variations of those words. Right. Just different inflection. <laughs> boo. Get out. Get out. Yeah. See, you got it. Yeah, no, 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 that was. I didn't know you were like, you're three quarters ghostish, right? Ghostish. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like that idea, though. I like how you can the the urban myths, you know, become something else. Like, yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, that's the ghost of Elizabeth Spy who yeah. who died in here years ago," and but really, it's just that Gorgon who looks like a tree who oh, just sh- eats fucking campers. Oh shit! What do you got? Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! The fucking smile on your face right now. <laughs> I just turned it into like a little nursery rhyme song that the kids in the neighborhood would sing. Elizabeth Smythe, she'd kill to be dry. Oh my god! Oh my god! Right, like in like you Scared. develop this. No, 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 for real. No, like I, you develop this this whole thing to where like her and her boyfriend and like the parents didn't approve of their love, so they meet in the woods every night to be together. And then one day she slipped on some rocks and fell into the river and drowned. And so her vengeful spirit has ever since come and haunted. You know, the kids in the woods who are alone because she's angry that they got a chance to live and meet their whatever, right? Sure. So Elizabeth Smythe, mm-hmm. she'd kill to be dry. And it's like what they see at the playground, you know, when they're taunting other kids. You see how I just built that shit? That was fun as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have the kids who are there who've been saying that for years. Like, oh, there's no such thing. So they start saying it and the fucking water eats them up. <laughs> yeah. But and also ST's out there. Right? You guys, that's the kind of shit. That's the kind of shit you want to build and put into your world. For real. That's and if you're awesome. going to do something like that, fucking, I mean, maybe you can add a couple things to that little nursery rhyme, that little rhyme thing. <laughs> sure. Well, and I mean, it needs to be more than just the two lines. <laughs> but I, I just came up with it. What do you want from me? Um, but like, fucking foreshadow that. You know, you're going, you're taking your pack down to like the hardware store or whatever, goddammit, right? And like, there's kids on the swing sets and you just, you can work that. That's one of the things that you hear while they're playing while you walk by. Something to add more color, um, just more color to the world. Holy shit, yeah. Sorry, I'm off that soapbox now. 
Um, but no, the Gorgons give you, you know, um, the opportunity to get fun and wacky, right? Like Rorg's kids. And, uh, just picture those old Jerry's kids flyers with the little kid and like, it's a little rock face and there's Rorg next to it with his hand. You're like, donate money. Um, Roars, kids! It's amazing. But like you know, it's it's stuff like that, or the goat, where it's it's a little sillier, and you can do some wackier shit, which mm-hmm. can be a lot of fun. But also, again, like the river, where you can do something. Uh, it, sure, it's you, you obfuscated a bit there, but something something dark and, and mean, because mm-hmm. again, the wild is not your friend. And the fun thing about the wild is you have all this wiggle room to kind of do whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, the wild, right? Right. <laughs> you know, we, we talk about it. Actually, I bring up the goat. Um, is that the one that could never be caught? There's the cow and the goat. Okay, I didn't remember. Neither one much. can be caught or killed, but the the, the goat is uh, aggressive, where the cow is passive. Okay, that's what it was. I couldn't remember which was which. But, you know, it, it's, this actually brings it around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what to do with this. Okay. And I'm not even sure I'm supposed to talk about it. Uh-oh. I don't know where you're going. Yeah, I know you don't. So I'm going to do a little... Dance? Pause. Okay. In case we have to cut it. Got it. I'll ask Grant later. Hmm. So, you know, there was, uh, I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago, whatever it was, we ran a contest. It's well over mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. but it was a Savage Age contest. Um, you know, we, we got, we hooked up with Grant, uh, you know, our buddy over at Weaponized Inc., you know, and, um, you know, people, you know, submitted the different characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, this, this is an old contest, whatever. It's, it's no longer. But the, the thing is, is I, um, one of the prizes. Do you wrote a character? Yes. Was, you know, some, some NPCs that would be given and, and I was asked to write one. And, um, the, the character I wrote, and I'm not going to go into that character himself, but he was, uh, an agent of the wild. Mm. Which became an agent of the wild. When originally he was uh, combating the forces of the wild, and in that killed a gorgon that would have been the the precursor to the goat. Oh! So what happens when you do the impossible? And this is why I'm bringing this up, you know, because mm-hmm. you're not supposed well, to be able to hurt this the goat. Character you wrote. Yeah, yeah, I know. We talked about it. Is the idea is is he killed you know the whatever it was called the goat? I don't. Mm. And and he drank some of its blood. <laughs> well, you know, you bite a thing, you're going to get yeah. some blood in your mouth. Welcome to the world. And it it changed him. It gave him visions of, like, the future. It kind of drove him mad. Okay. You know, I mean, also seeing visions of the future. <laughs> you know, you're, you're caveman and there's a jumbo jet. Yeah. Fucking what? Yeah, you're going to go mad. Even yeah. if it's completely coherent, you're still a crazy person to everyone you tell that to. Gotcha. <laughs> and it, it became, again, he became an agent of the wild. I bring this up because, again, you have these situations, these, these gorgons like the goat, like the cow, mm-hmm. some of these bigger ones, you know, and you say, what happens if? What happens if you do the impossible? And while we're on it, you look at some other spirits that are out there, you know, um, something like the Jersey Devil. Mm-hmm. Again, we, we talked briefly about urban legends and shit. So mm-hmm. you, you connect some of those urban legends and let's take a spin. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, it's a spirit. Well, it's fine, it's a spirit. Hit pause on that. What kind of spirit? Where did it come from? And you start to think about that. And I know the Jersey Devil's talked about in Storyteller's Companion, the, the, the first edition handbook. Okay. 
Okay. It's in there with Spearfinger and the sewer alligators. They talk about urban legends. And I love those, I, by the way. Right. I believe they tied the Jersey Devil to the wild in that book, but if they didn't, tie it to the wild now. <laughs> you know? And then what is its mm-hmm. purpose? Well, it's, its purpose is to serve the wild, but what does that mean? Well, there's a level of you get to figure that out and decide and make a fun little mystery or nuisance for your players to figure out or decide. I just think there's a lot of potential there. How about you, Mel? You use anything like that? I don't think I did. By the time my players sort of figured out that this was, well, they connected it to the wild. They were like, oh, yeah, we're in great hands now because the wild, you know, is like Garoon. I'm like, mm-hmm. And only one player, I think it was Strides, figured out that the wild is not your friend. And then they f- soon figured that out, that the wild was not here to help them escape. Uh, granted, it was a was a, a, a mage realm, but they were realizing very quickly that they were not in a good spot. And um, so I have used aspects of the wild that the book of the wild is an excellent resource. And they say it very clearly that the wild is neither really your friend nor your enemy. It doesn't care. It's vibrant and chaotic and you got to either adapt to that or you're in going to be in big trouble if you're expecting uh, sort of that sort of security of you know your sept at home or whatever you're not going to find it here no you're you're absolutely right and i mean it's something we've said before you know the wild is not your friend but it's something that people more and more um take for granted that's that's a way to say it let's do that because i was just gonna say they don't listen <laughs> They forget. They they don't, you know, but, but we're defending the wild, right? Because it's the weak one. Mm-hmm. Not because we're friends, because it's going to lose in like a third of creation is going to get fucked off and we can't have that. <laughs> you know, I, that that's why. And and I think that's a, a great tool is, is that how people forget that. It, it's so, it could be so helpful to set things up. Oh, let them bite it in the ass. Yeah, let exactly. Let them bite it in the ass. You know, and, and again, you can, you can ha- do, oh, it's wacky and random and crazy. You can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's okay a bit. But I think it's, it's much more fun to throw a little bit of that as a misdirect. And then again, like, like with the, the river, you know, that just fucking mm. eats folk, mm-hmm. you know, like sacrifices in, you know, you're going to die bashing the rocks of this fucking stream and it's going to make me stronger. Ha. You know. <laughs> That, that to me, that can be fucking frightening when you get something like the cow, which is like a wacky thing, you know, and I think there's room for both, but I think lean into that, that fucking darkness, you know, the same way that, you know, people forget sometimes when you talk about Gaia and you're either picturing the, the Captain Planet voiced by Whoopi Goldberg lady, right? Who's all hugs and love or, or, you know, like you picture, but let's not forget that nature is a brutal goddamn place. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, watch a documentary on any sort of animal Every and watch how time. shitty and violent they are <laughs> because that's nature. Nature is shitty and violent and will destroy you. You know? Even even the shit you think is innocent. Like a cow, for example. 
It's like, oh, mm-hmm. no, cows are just, they just eat grass and sit around all day. No, no, they will eat meat. They just aren't hunters. You can watch videos of them, like, fucking eating chickens. <laughs> they just reach down and clomp. That's mine now. That belongs to me. Is that your kid? Don't give a shit. I want some meat. <laughs> Nature is a brutal fucking vindictive asshole. It is, yeah. That can be good to lean into sometimes. Oh, man, that's that's rough. Right? Yeah. The, the too bad you're fucked. This is the thing you're fighting to save, too. So, ungrateful, also. <laughs> Very ungrateful. Now, I can say this because I ran my players through it. And they were not happy with me at the end, but Hmm. they basically were sent down because uh, they sent down to South America where not quite the battlegrounds of the rainforest, but pretty darn close. And they were sent down to investigate some missing packs. And obviously the sept was really small. So two missing packs was, you know, a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, so they went down and they went traipsing through the the jungle. And what had happened was a group of cultists who were kinfolk had reactivated the jungle. The jungle was of the wild and they had re sort of woken it up and said basically nobody was doing anything to stop what was happening. So we're going to... They found sort of like these these books and traditions of like pre-Uktana Garu and had basically woken up the jungle. But what had happened was they woken up something much bigger than they were expecting. So they got turned into sort of Gorgons. And again, it was not a terrifying experience for them. It was not malicious or mean. But it wasn't the wild used them to its use. No, and, I, I mean, and, I, that, and, that, and that brings back the, the point that unlike the Kami, Gorgons are possessed. The wild possesses you. You don't really have a say in what happens. It's not like, hey, do you mind if I? Right. Um, it, it's like you are going to be the instrument of my wrath. And that's what happened to these kinfolks that awakened the jungle. And, um, well, I, I love the players, idea of that, of like, um, they did such a great job with it, but yeah, it was, it was, it was an experience for them. And they were like, I cannot believe you did that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, the idea of like the, the jungle coming alive and, and taking yeah. back to its own agenda. And in that the agenda of the wild. Mm-hmm. So again, that pack, that mixed pack that's, you know, hey, we did this and we helped this happen are not exempt from the wrath of the wild here. No, they're not. Like, you know, those yep. vines are going to strangle you too, bitch. You, you better run or undo what you just did and fight back. Unpleasant, yeah. but there it is. And that's, that's some great shit. You know, it, it's a little bit like the movie The Happening, but not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you have not seen the happening, I, you're not missing much. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, there 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 are scenes. There are scenes. Yeah. Marky Mark <laughs> negotiating with a plastic plant is hilarious. 
on every level. Oh God. We're just we're just gonna be cool. We're just gonna go right through here. We don't want any trouble. Oh my god. <laughs> At that is filmed. That's that's a scene. <laughs> An editor saw that and said, let's keep this in. So much better. Nicolas Cage would have done it so much better. I don't know. Uh, I would expect (laughs) that from Nick Cage. (laughs) Not from Mocky Mock. Oh, God. He will always be Marky Mark to me. Of course he is. Him and his funky bunch. (laughs) There are people who don't know that either. That's right. Look up Marky Mark and the funky bunch, people. Feel those vibrations. <laughs> he hates it when people call him out on it, too. Well, he made decisions. <laughs> That's where he got to start. Hey, he made money off that. You know, it's like Vanilla Ice. If you don't want to get shit for being Vanilla Ice, you shouldn't have been Vanilla Ice. Right. Oh, <laughs> you did that. It's the only song you've ever <laughs> got a hit out of, and yet people still know it. Still I mean, makes a ton of money out of it. Yeah, that says something. We're mocking you, but <laughs> you, you, right? you, you, you're the rich one, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, stop. Okay. Hammer time? <laughs> no. I mean, it's pretty legit. I'm done. Oh, my God. So this, we've had- this is nothing. This whole show. I'm totally fine with it. It's, it was a fun time. It has been a fun time. Is I it a, loved it. Is that is that you get okay? Yeah, it's close enough. Looks, Danny's giving us the sign. It's uh, it's about Aww. that. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, it's not like we don't have more to say. If you have more, just go ahead and throw it out right now. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's about that time no, to end is. the show. No, so. it is. You're right. It is about that time to end the show. We we we've been doing this a bit. We know. Look, <laughs> yeah, we, we try not to make it so people get bored and stop listening. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, yeah, I guess that's where we come to is, you know, um, and I think Melissa brought up the point, um, earlier that, you know, it's, 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 it's good to remember that, uh, Gorgons are possessed. Like she said, like drones, like Fomori. Right. They are possessed. You know, you, the, the kid who becomes a gore hound didn't decide I want to kill a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Shit happened to that guy. He was Bane possessed. It doesn't mean he's necessarily a good guy in the first place, but I mean, besides mileage varies. Yeah, besides the point. Where where the Kami, I, th- I think, are, you know, they're they're gifted. They are chosen. I, I was, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Chosen. And, and that difference is all the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, well, while Gorgons are a useful tool, that um, you don't see too often, which is why we're specifically talking right. about them today. You know, it's it's that off the beaten path kind of thing, and you know, it's sort of in the same realm here as the kami. Um, and, but that's the true too is you know the kami is someone with a greater destiny, and it could. There's a lot to play with there. Is I mean, you you were here, you were here the whole time. You've you've heard some of the wacky shit we came up with. Yeah, some of the fun the fun we've had and the potential of it. And really, if nothing else, we're we're highlighting that potential for both of these things. And there it is, guys. You know, take that shit, find something great to do with it. Mel, Danny, final thoughts? There's a a quote in the book that really stood out for me that was really, I don't know, it it just really sat well with me. And it was talking about the animated land that Gaia had basically blessed the land. 
And it says that everything that lives in such a place is part of the kami. Every animal, every plant, every drop of water, every stone is awake, alive, and aware, and will act as one to defend it from interlopers. And that just, I don't know, it just made me realize how important some of these things that we sort of have in the game all come back to this. I don't know. Sounds right. Fine. Oh, I, me personally, I think we've had, we've had our fun today, mm-hmm. but like as fun as it was, as funny as it got as we, those are all solid ideas and we use the pop culture and we use these movie references. You can easily take four games in storytelling. Oh, absolutely. And there, there's a level mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. the homage, the inspiration right. is, is there. And that's great. What you don't want to do, and we've talked about this before, is you don't want to steal. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to take the plot of, um, actually, I knew a guy. Um, I, knew, I knew a guy. He, he didn't do werewolf. He did other, you know. Okay. Werewolf was the gym. But he, you know, he had various other games. And what he would do is he was a big reader and he read a lot of obscure sci-fi. And so he would steal those plots. Oh. I don't mean adapt. I don't mean he would just, he would just steal it. Just take the exact plot. Right. And that, and he did that for years and years and years. And he got a lot of credit from the people who played with him. So he's a really good storyteller and he's a fucking thief. And that came to a head one day. When, when someone else saw it too? Well, when, yeah. Well, I knew, he, I didn't play in his games. I just knew he was doing it. Oh. But he picked a story that was a little more popular than he thought it was. And two of his players had read the story. Oh. Oops. Yeah. And there was fucking hell to pay. They were so mad. They felt betrayed. You know, they, they felt betrayed and insulted because I knew, you know, I knew a couple of those guys mm-hmm. too. They were so mad. It's like all these years you've just been pissing in our faces. You've been insulting our intelligence. That's what they their words, not mine. You know, I'm, um, but you I know, could so, see why they'd get angry. Yeah, I would too. Cause like to me, it came off as like, I think you're too stupid to have known about these. And that was kind of the attitude he had about it. That's what it sounded like. Yeah. Mm. You know, I'm so fucking smart because I read this story that three people have read from a, you know, it doesn't make you special. That makes you a thief. Uh, but you know, but taking ideas and made, making it your own and adapting, there's nothing wrong with that. And again, you know, we, we talk about, we talked about some of these, you know, it's easier to um, relate to when we tie it to pop culture, I think, especially right. with, with newer players or newer storytellers who are having trouble wrapping their head around making the shit. It makes it easier. I think that's a good thing ultimately. Well, yeah. We did it with Mario. It was exactly easy to and do. The, yeah. And again, I heard a lot of compliments on how that helped. So I want to keep linking stuff like that to help, you know, make things easier. But again, you, you can take those ideas and, and run with it and make something new. I mean, the fact that we talk about the buddy cop, but the cop is a dog genre. <laughs> that is a genre. Right. It's not a, a whole entire plot by itself. Right. Like, that's not one movie. There are several. I mean, there's several canines for fuck's sake. Right. You know, but these, so these are, they're out there. You know, in, in culture, and it's okay to borrow from them. It's, it, there's a reason they're tropes. There's a reason they're serious about them. It, it's all right. Agreed. Just don't take lethal weapon. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm too old for this shit. Ain't we all? And I think on that note, <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's always, as always, it's been a pleasure doing this show for you guys. You know, we'll, we'll see you next week for a little something different. Uh, Tom will be back in studio too, I promise. Uh, <laughs> But in the meantime, on behalf of myself, Daniel Tyson, and our dear friend Melissa, we want to thank you so much for listening. Make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of each other, 
keep your claw sharp, your head in a swivel. We'll see you. Not on my watch, Cthulhu. That's the worst impression. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>